to a blue collar special. My name is Samuel. And I'm Aaron. And today's episode, we have the Grammy nominated singer songwriter extraordinaire, voice of a generation, Lee Nash, joining us to talk about a few things. Welcome, Lee. Thank you. Thanks for saying all those nice things. They're all true. Oh, thanks. Even, even better, I guess. <laughs> That's the case. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I, how long have y'all been doing this podcast? About a year and a half now. Uh, yeah, about a year and a half. Cool. All right, so to get us kicked off here, um, this is a Starflyer 59 podcast, so for those maybe unfamiliar... Would you mind sharing what you're most well-known for, what people might know you for, et cetera? Uh, oh, besides the, my Starflyer moment? <laughs> yes, besides I, that. I sing for a band called Sixpence and the Richer, and um, most, I guess, m- most well-known for singing Kiss Me, and There She Goes, and Don't Dream It's Over. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm probably most well known for that, and not uh, Lee and me. <laughs> All right. Um, how did you um, get started in, in making music in the first place, Lee? Um, I, I grew up in a small town in Texas called New Braunfels, and um, I met a guy named Matt Slocum in high school, and um, we, you know, started working together. Uh, from a really young age, or I was, I was about 14 or 15. He's about five years older than me. So we were both really young and just um, started uh, writing songs and uh, and then started a band. Now, Sixpence, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Um, and I know this is the kind of stuff that you give in interviews a lot. So thank you for bearing with us. Yeah. No, no so, worries. Moving on to the our kind of forte, um, I know Sixpence started out on a smaller indie label, Rex Records, way back in the early 90s. Right. That's so right. can you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe uh, signing on at that time, um, what that process was like? What did the uh, kind of musical landscape look like for you guys as this up-and-coming band going into a little indie underground group? Well, cool I don't really think I had a, a good scope of what the well yeah I did I guess because of the um the guys you know and us traveling and vans for so long in the early 90s we had a ton of time to listen to music and that's all we did is listen to music and um and uh so I got to yeah I, I got to hear what the other dudes were listening to because I was mostly a country music fan. Like I loved the old, the old stuff. But um, but the guys were listening to, uh, you know, Crowded House, Juliana Hatfield, Not a Surf. Um, uh, and then as far as the Christian stuff, you know, we had the Prayer Chain and Starflyer Fifty Nine and those guys. And um, uh, we we just listened to all kinds of great stuff. And it, I just think I don't know. Yeah, I miss that time in music very very much. What, what what about that time in music do you miss in particular? I think there was a lot less BS, like as far as I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe that makes me sound like a an old lady, 
lucky, but um, yeah, I just feel like the music was, I don't know, it felt important. Um, we were actually, and I say we, but you know, just at the time, it just felt like the stuff that was being put out actually meant something. Um, yeah, like, like there was a purpose to it and it, um, was bigger than, bigger than ourselves. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be an old man and agree with you on that. Like the music back then. <laughs> absolutely. I agree. Um, but moving on, yeah. did, did you enter? So you mentioned briefly, um, some other, some bands, but, um, did you have any interactions with other indie bands, Christian bands like Joy Electric, the Tooth and Nail bands, Morel Flores, Pearl Lou, wherever during that? Yes, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, we would see each other at different, well, mostly Cornerstone Festival and then um, definitely different venues. There was a place called The Warehouse and I think it was Oklahoma um, that we used to all play at. And um, so we'd run into each other, you know, either being booked for the same night or just a couple of days in between and um, inevitably run into each other in motels and gas stations along the along the way. So yeah, that happened a lot. We were really good friends with the poor old Lou guys and um, Jason's brother Ronnie was uh, I don't know he was he was a tough nut to crack for me. I never really got to know him, um, but was always like I love Joy Electric and I I I was like really thought a lot of him and his music and I thought he was really creative and um I don't know if he was shy or what but he's always really really weird around me <laughs> I don't know if that was just a normal like a normal Ronnie thing or if that if that was just maybe he was mad at me for dating his brother <laughs> oh wait wait hold on so, so the rumors are true that you used to date Oh yeah, I loved Jason. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, no, I, I, he gave me um at the festival at at Cornerstone. He, he gave me this leather bracelet that said Jason, and there was a heart in the middle, and then Lee on the other side. Just one of those leather, like thin leather bracelets that you snap together. And I wore that thing until it literally rotted off my arm. <laughs> So, yeah, we definitely, we had a young puppy love kind of situation uh, for, I don't know, it seemed like it lasted a while, a year, maybe, like, all said and done. <laughs> That's really sweet. Now, that yeah. actually leads perfectly into the next question. Yeah. Lee and me, your one-hit wonder um, with the band. So how did that song come about? What was recording that like? Uh, can you give us any insight whatsoever? Yeah. Um, well, it was, I think Jason flew me out to California twice while we were dating. And one of the times it was to record, I could be wrong. I may have just been once, but I thought it was twice. Um, but, uh, but, but part of it was recording that, um, that little whatever we recorded together and I just remember being um I don't know thinking like I was a really big fan of his band and of Jason and his sense of humor was so off that I never really I loved I loved the dynamic that we had because I was just so young and so naive and all I knew is that this guy was somebody I could really trust so but he was so 
incredibly different than anybody I'd ever been around before. I think being having that California vibe and I was from South Texas and I just I thought he was the funny he was like an alien to me. So going into the recording studio with those lyrics for that weird song about the girl behind the bush or whatever. <laughs> it just went along with everything else that I knew about him was just that he was this really funny, fascinating, very talented cool ass dude you know i was just i could not have been more thrilled to hang out with him and his friends they were all so sweet and funny and weird two questions two follow-up questions to that okay one um what what musical input if any you had in that song and what other friends were you hanging out with while you were there in california with them Well, I had no input on the song. I believe that I literally just did what he told me to do, Um, you know, just sang the song. And I thought it was cool. And, you know, he had done, probably worked up a a demo of it before I came in. And seems like I can remember learning by hearing him sing it to me. So, yeah, it was all him. And I think it was a true, uh, semi-true account of something that, like, a girl had you know, kind of stalked Ronnie or something. And I think it was about that. Um, and I thought that, I don't know, I just thought, wow, how weird and cool. I freaking love this. And then otherwise, um, it was uh, Andrew and his girlfriend. I remember we went on some double dates with them. And I think Andrew ended up marrying that girl. Um, and they were just, could, they could not have been sweeter. And Jason's parents were super nice. His mom was really sweet. Yeah, I think I think maybe I did go twice. Once I stayed in a hotel and once I stayed at their house. And she just, I remember how kind and accommodating she was. So very sweet family. Do you have any, like, did you, like, go into Johnny, I mean, with Jason or the band at all? Or, um, or did you just interact, like, when you performed together at different venues? Yeah. Um, wait, I'm sorry, I missed the first part of that question. Did, did we, you ever go uh, ahead? No, did we ever what? Hey. Did you did you all ever did you ever like go with Starfire on tour, like not with Sixpence, just like oh no, no. Okay. No, that would have I, it was just interactions, I guess it would have been at different shows. And in fact, I think we were only booked together, like on the same bill once. And it was right after we stopped seeing each other. And we had a very dramatic um, convo outside the the venue. Like, where I, I was just like, come on, man. Like, you know, this is for the best kind of situation. And um, he's still, he was still mad at me. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I'm sure he's not mad at me now. But I don't think he took it very well. And um I don't know. I just, yeah, he was the best, though. He was the best boyfriend ever. Short-lived, but very sweet. Now, um, obviously, uh, both you and Starfire 59 continued on in different career paths and such. Um, Did you uh, ever continue following the band? Did you have, like, any albums or songs you particularly liked moving forward or that you liked from that period in time, whatever? No, it was like a Starflyer shutdown. I mean, I have to admit, I, I, you know, I, I had feelings for the guy. And so I never really stopped liking him. And so 
you know, it would be like scratching something that hurt or, you know what I mean? Uh, hitting your broken toe with a hammer. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I I get it. No, no, it made me sad. I mean, to this day, and I don't, I don't, you know, it's just, you know what I mean? Like even a, your first love, like he might've been my first love. I don't know, maybe a second, but, um, but you don't go, you can't go back. You gotta, you gotta keep looking forward. <laughs> I think it would just always make me um, sad because it was such a great, you know, it was such an exciting time in life. You know, it was just out of high school and um, nothing had really gone on with the band yet. Like as far as kiss me, none of that had happened and and I remember I mean Jason would just do these grand gestures like drive halfway across the country to see me for a couple of days or, or you know fly me out to see him and um you know we we went to Disneyland one night for a date but like he was just so cool like you know it just kind of wasn't happening for him or it wasn't that fun and we just kind of sat on a bench there for a half hour left and I just thought he was the weirdest funniest dude um so anyway it was cool and I'm glad some music came out of it but then I think he it, is it just a rumor I guess you guys would be the ones to ask or did he did he have a song or a whole record called you're mean that was about me <laughs> Oh, Sam. Uh, okay. Well, I'm the OG fan here. So there's, we, we, there's rumors that the whole gold album is probably about you. Um, other song and your mean is on that, um, songs too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I guess I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I guess it's safe to go back and listen now. Um, but I, it's just so, it's so sad because we had such an innocent, like there was, nothing like I there was never any love lost it was just that like I think he didn't really want me to be on the road I think he wasn't I'm sure he loved Sixpence but he didn't want me to you know continue with the band is how I remember it and I think even though he would have made a concession and been like okay that's fine I knew that's not what he wanted um and my two worlds that just like couldn't go together I couldn't not do sixpence and just totally turn away from all the work and the pride I had and and what I was doing and and just jump totally into his boat and stay in it I just didn't think it was realistic and it really probably wasn't so I think it it, it ended up the way it should have but it was kind of a sad ending because it was only because of that there really weren't any other reasons I mean he was he was awesome I mean, my dad thought his hair was super weird. I don't know that my dad was such a big fan, but he would have come around. <laughs> wow. I think I will never listen to a housewife love song the same again now. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. It was, it, was a, it was the saddest breakup. So we'll move on now. Okay, we'll move out of teenage love, early 20s love. Okay. And, um, so Sixpence eventually went platinum and had relative mainstream success. Um, what was the experience? How was your experience like going from relative obscurity to being on the top of Billboard charts and doing world tours? Like, how was that <laughs> experience? Um, it, was, it was really uh, uh, jarring. It was, you know... A, 
at the same time, I guess all of that traveling before, there wasn't a whole lot we hadn't seen or done. Like we, you know, together we'd been in cramped vehicles and in uncomfortable situations and had all the inside jokes that we needed to kind of keep each other, others spirits up when you know when we were home homesick or just overwhelmed or exhausted or whatever um that's the way I remember it it was it was a great experience it's a lot of fun to put that much work into into something and then you know and then be like holy cow this really paid off (laughs) it was uh it was great it still is I'm really thankful every day that I get to be the one singing those songs that are, I guess, for whatever reason, really special to people still. Absolutely. I mean, I was just walking through the store the other day and heard uh, um, one of the songs come on. I was like, oh my goodness, this song is still playing 20 years later. It's awesome. (laughs) Crazy. I was uh, was for Thanksgiving stuff earlier last week and There She Goes came on at the grocery store. I was like, yay! Now, I am curious. Um, after Sixpence blew up, uh, became really big, selling millions of records, did you um, keep any of those uh, relationships you had when you were an underground band um, with the uh, poor old blue guys or um, oh, whoever? Yeah. Still, I think still. Like, if we, I mean, we love those guys. Like, there's so much uh, g- just good. Uh, goodwill between I think all of us um, for the most part but the choir I mean gosh we could go out with you know if there was a festival and it was the choir and Sixpence and Poor Lou and all that I mean I just basically wish Cornerstone would start back up again I mean I I miss the whole thing I miss Frank Tate I miss that uh, other really sweet guy the five minute walk guy why is his name out of my head right now now that was Frank Tate, Brandon Ebel. Yeah. That, that was Brandon. It's all of them, though. They were just so sweet, and it was always so fun to run into them. And they had, they had I mean, I've, I think, think I've probably had some of the biggest laughs of my life hanging out with those dudes. So, yeah, we're all still lots of good goodwill between us. And so I never- think even Jason probably fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you can still never cr- crack that Ronnie Martin. Huh? What? You still never cracked that Ronnie Martin nut, though, huh? No, I didn't. No, no, no. I think uh, that that's in this lifetime, probably just not gonna go anywhere. But that's all right. Um, he was probably being protective of his brother. Oh, I met Ronnie once in um, at a show in Maryland, and I mean, he's. I mean. He's a little standoffish, but I am too. Yeah. That's probably why I like him so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> how, how, how have you been handling this pandemic? What have you been doing? We've been pretty good. Um, my son just turned 16. Well, he didn't. He turned 16 last um, January. He's about to be 17. It breaks my heart just thinking about it. But um, it just seems like he was born yesterday. And it's just so weird when you're when you're young and your parents say things like that, you kind of roll your eyes. But then when it's happening, it's like, holy cow, it really does like overnight. But anyway, yeah, my son's about to turn 17 and 
Um, my husband is a songwriter and um, a really in demand one, thankfully. So I'm really grateful that he's um, having such success in that world. And um, as an artist as well, and it's um, kind of given me some time and some room to um, write some things, write some songs that I'm really excited about. And um, that's going to, I don't know, there's going to be some new music coming soon that We'll announce in, a, in, I don't know, a few weeks, I think, uh, December 8th. So that's a week. Anyway, there's, you know, cool stuff on the horizon that I never thought would happen. That's exciting. Um, that was literally my last question for you. Any new projects you want to plug? So is this going to be some solo work yeah, you're going to be announcing? Yeah, just um, follow me on uh uh, Instagram is really where I'm the most um, active and it's at Lee Bird Nash and uh, and I'll be you know whatever unloading <laughs> dumps as the president says massive dumps <laughs> of information will be coming out over the next couple of weeks uh, just about new, new music and uh, um, yeah new stuff I'm very excited how about that? That was the one you did with, I can't remember something, the real Jesus or. Oh God. yeah. The, the ride of the wrong Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote that with Phil Madera. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's going to be some cool stuff this next year. Okay. Well, we are um, so grateful that you took some time out of your night to talk to us. It has been a pleasure and a blast. Thank you so much for talking to me. Right, Y'all have a good uh, holiday season. Stay healthy. You too. And um, it was a pleasure. I've seen you live solo in with Sixpence. My favorite, my favorite female vocalist of all time. Thank you for taking some time out and joining uh -oh. us on the podcast. Um, Thank you. And you keep yourself safe, and especially that voice. Thank all right. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye, Lee.